Welcome to Radio Plasma, space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. And in this summer, we are just deciding to go out. It's time to go out. And that is why today we are at the teens room in Hollywood Public Library. And I want to thank Rachel Dowd for letting us do this session here today. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Johan. Thank you for being here today. So we are today visiting your space. A space that has been such a beautiful source of inspiration for many teens and youth in our community. And as you can hear, there's a lot of action happening right now. Yes, there's typically a lot going on. It's not a silent space. Um, it's a pretty lively space, which is what which is what we all like to see. How is it for you talking about being this the beginning of the summer officially where kids are now free to go and do pretty much anything all day long and they decide to come here and spend time with you i know it's pretty incredible that that youth um and teens do continue to come to the library when You know, like they don't have to be here right now. It's not like some sort of program that they're mandated to attend. It's really nice. They come and I think they have built their own community here as well. They, a lot of youth don't really know each other from school, but they know each other just from coming to the library. So these like really beautiful library friendships kind of form and they come and play games and make plans with each other. And so it really is kind of, it's become this nice social hub. So right now the library is also running the summer schedule, which is slightly different from the regular timing. That means it's open for shorter time, for less hours than the usual. But how does that translate into the activity, for, especially for the teens room? Absolutely. Well, first, I feel like I should preface this by saying I've gotten so many complaints from teens mentioning the shorter hours, which was like incredibly sweet that they wanted the library to be open longer. And many of them have said that it should be open later than it normally is during the school day. And some people have said they want it to be open till midnight, and, which is just very sweet. It just means that it's a place where they feel comfortable and want to be. Um, so a lot of our programs now, we would have them in the evening and after school. Now they're just happening all throughout the day instead. Um, so since we are closing at 6 now, Monday through Thursday, we're open 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then we're closed a couple Saturdays a month over the summer. Um, but otherwise, we're open on Fridays and Saturdays from 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So we still do have, you know, decent hours. Um, but yeah, the programs are going to be happening more midday um, throughout the day as well. So with shorter hours, It means there's a lot of activities as well. So one thing compensates for the other, and there is a big schedule already planned for the teens' room with several activities pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. We are going to be doing, let's see, I'm just get the schedule in front of me because I'm trying to kind of get used to it now. We have, we're doing a Miyazaki um, Japanese animation kind of movie festival. So we're going to be watching um, Miyazaki movies every other Monday throughout the summer. So there's four in all. And that, I should say, that was just kind of, we 
and that was inspired by just a demand for that. I have a lot of youth who come in who are really into anime, and I actually had one of our regulars, he sat down and helps me come up with titles for movies that we should show. So like, so it's very youth-led, which is nice. Um, we're also gonna be doing, we're gonna be continuing to go to the recording studio um, and hanging out with Johan and learning about media literacy, recording songs, and just you know working on youth leadership there as well, which will be wonderful. We have our Bikes and Books program that's gonna be happening throughout the summer too, and that's in collaboration with the Holyoke Urban Bike School. This is, it's hard to believe, this is our third summer of doing that, where basically we're actually gonna be over at Hubs this year. We're gonna be going and we're gonna all be reading a book together. And then we're gonna be discussing the book, taking turns reading out loud, and then afterwards we're gonna be going for community bike rides with Hubs and learning bike maintenance skills. And it's really nice because there's Colby who runs the Hubs program. There's a lot of overlap between the youth who come to the library and the youth who come to Hubs. So it's kind of, it's this really nice sort of like pipeline. Um, and we each know the youth from separate environments. So it'll be nice to kind of all be together, you know. We're also doing a sex and relationship series with River Valley Counseling that is going to really teach comprehensive sex education in just like a really fun and safe environment as well. And youth can earn a stipend from doing that too, participating. So that also further incentivizes um, things as well, along with a youth leadership program that we're going to be collaborating with um, the Holyoke Youth Commission on as well too. And that also is incentivized, you know, with refreshments and everything like that. And it's a chance youth will have the chance to join the youth commission if they so choose afterwards. What else we have? Oh, in addition to the library also will continue to serve as as a drop-in space for other games. You know, we do games, activities, outdoor play of frisbee outside a lot. Um, computers are also very popular too. Um, it's like that. Oh, two more programs that we're doing. Um, we're doing a cooking class with, um, it's called Food Adventures Program with the Berkshire Nutrition Center. We're gonna be doing that in July. And so the youth will have a chance to cook a healthy meal that's kind of disguised. Um, it's not like overtly, you wouldn't know that it was healthy by hearing about it, but it is. Um, shouldn't be saying this, but um, yeah, so youth will get the chance to, to cook a meal and you know learn different cooking skills and to to potentially try new foods as well. And the program that comes, they bring all of the supplies to the library and it's great. We did a, a pilot program with them in April and it was just very successful. And then we're gonna be working with Holyoke Codes to do an interactive graphic novels workshop too over the summer in, um, in August. So a lot going on. <laughs> and another interesting addition to all the activities during the summer that I particularly find to be really important and meaningful, you will be offering lunch. Yes, I almost forgot about that. Yes, our newest program. Um, yes, so we're doing that. We're partnering with um, with the Holyoke Public Schools. They have various meal sites throughout the city, and I found out that the library is eligible to become a meal site, and so the food is brought um, in by Sodexo, and we're going to be having the library open as a meal site from 12 to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, June 25th through um, August 24th. And so youth will have the chance to get a meal and... Um, it's a pretty comprehensive menu as well, too, and so they can look at the, be posting the menu of what they can have, and library staff, we're gonna all take turns serving the youth, and we'll be eating outside in the library park. So it's just a great opportunity for youth who would be ha getting lunch at 
at school, um, but over the summer, I know it's there's many obstacles to there's food insecurity is a real issue, and so it's a way for youth to be able to still have access to food um, without you know with they're becoming to the library anyway, so they don't have to travel to other meal sites. They can if they want to, but um, yeah, they're here anyway. So we just I wanted to find a way to bring the food to to youth, um, and so yeah, that's going to be able to happen this year for the first time, and hopefully for many summers to come. Which I found to be something really big because that is positioning the library as a place that is not anymore just the concept of a library. It is a safe space for our kids, for our youth to learn, just be, to hang out, to keep themselves entertained and occupied with different activities that involve, in a way, learning developing their skills for writing, for expressing, for just play with their imagination, to have access to food, access to services, to information, to activities. And usually this is the type of services and availability that you see in systems and organizations in big cities. I just came back from New York and I remember seeing the advertisement of programs of this type at the libraries and parks all across the city. And well, you will expect that to happen being such a huge space and different communities and opportunities for events and, and of course a big budget for it as well. When we see that happening locally, that is coming from the initiative of making this exactly that same model, but for our local environment, it says so much about how advanced we are in terms of utilizing a resource like the library and the teens room for all sorts of different purposes. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And it's it's wonderful. And it's just, it's yet another community resource that we have that I think people, I think we don't always know about and don't always know how to tap into it as well. So I'm hoping that, and it's a state funded program. So I'm hoping that other um, libraries and communities also would consider using that as well because food insecurity is not something that's just, you know, happens in really large cities, happens in smaller cities, towns, rural areas as well. Um, so it's it's really nice that that's, that's possible. And the great thing about the program is too, I find it's, it's very equalizing, like no matter what um, socioeconomic background youth are coming from, they can just come and get a lunch. It doesn't matter, no one's going to be IDing them, it's for all youth. Um, zero to 18 and so no one will be asking for you know any form of of like documentation if someone's a recipient of like SNAP benefits or WIC it's just for everyone who everyone who wants a meal which I think is is a pretty beautiful thing as well. What are for you Rachel some of the most exciting activities that uh, have been happening lately because I know that you have been working so much on trying to find and get activities happening but also I saw some of them basically just happen by themselves. Absolutely. A lot of it really does just happen by by themselves too. It's pretty amazing. I think some of some of it is just the relationships that are built here too. And that's what I realize more and more is kind of is one of the most important aspects of, of this space and of this library and be library community spaces and public libraries in general is just the relationships you build. Just youth coming in who might, you know, not feel like they have a huge place in their school community or not feeling like they have 
have a voice or a say and that they don't they haven't found their people and so just seeing them kind of walk into the library on a whim and meeting other people other like-minded people or people who are really different from them um and you know kind of forming that community and so like first and foremost in order for for activities to be successful, you have to have those relationships as well in order for people to kind of feel like they want to keep coming back and feel like they want to, to participate in that as well. It's one of, our, one of our big activities that's been really successful in terms of kind of that, you know, inclusivity, relationship building, and safe spaces has been um, our therapy dog program that we have, which isn't happening over the summer because um, our, our dog and owner are actually traveling over the summer. Um, but we're going to pick up at the end of the summer and early fall, absolutely. But, um, yeah, we have a therapy dog who comes into the library weekly. Um, with um, his human mom and they yeah they just come in and the kids have the opportunity to either read to the dog or also just be around a really well-behaved well-trained dog and it's just been so wonderful to watch that and to just hear how kids will almost come that's like one of the main reasons why they're coming because a lot of a lot of their friends are coming to the program and they know the dog's going to be there and it's just been great for them. It's really, it is very therapeutic and it helps um, youth to de-stress after a long day at school. And it's also been great too for, for kids who are afraid of dogs or animals in general too. It's been really nice to see them be around this dog and to, I had actually, I had one, um, one young woman who was there who was telling me that she's afraid of big dogs. This dog is a little bit bigger and she's afraid of big dogs and she didn't really want to go near the dog or have the dog go near her. And we explained that, you know, he is a trained dog and that if we don't, if she doesn't want him to be near her, that's completely fine. But by the end of the two hour therapy dog session, she was over there. She just came over to the dog on her own and she was petting him and was asking me to take a photo of her and the dog. So... Yeah, so that's been really nice and a great kind of way to build relationships. And our room is just packed on days when the dog would come as well, too. And yeah, so that's been a great as well. It's been also really nice, too, to take youth to other events throughout the community as well, too. Um, you know, we love going over to the we love going over to the recording studio and having the opportunity to just be in a different space and also be making media at a really local level and to just have youth feel just empowered to be able to do that and to realize that you don't have to go to some sort of like big, fancy, expensive space to do that. You can go like to the spot right here in your community um, as well. Has been really wonderful for us. You're listening Radio Plasma, and we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people, or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. From the options that you have, especially thinking about families and you that maybe don't know yet or haven't had the chance to visit the team's room, What is available for them? Absolutely. Um, so, a lot. <laughs> We have, in addition, I think a lot of times people will just come here because they need to do a homework assignment and they need to use the internet or they want to play a game on the computer. So computers, I think, are often one of the main things that 
draw youth to the library in the first place. Um, so that's definitely something there as well. Um, our book collection as well is something that draws people as well. We have we have a pretty well-developed graphic novel and comic collection that is very, very popular, and it's just great to see people coming in. And sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes people will just, they just want to read comics, and that's absolutely fine, but sometimes they'll use comic as kind of a jumping-off point to read maybe novels or larger books, too, which is wonderful. And, yeah, it's really nice to see youth who come in, they're kind of falling in love with reading again, or maybe or they'll come in and just say, like, I don't read, um, and to kind of build positive experiences with that as well, too. So it's a very non-judgmental space in terms of, like, le different levels of literacy. Also at the library, too, it's great. There's different, if we don't have a book or DVD um, that, that you want at our library, we're part of the the Central and Western Mass Library Consortium. So you can actually order materials from 150 libraries that are part of the consortium, and you can have it delivered either to your home library, if Holyoke isn't your home library, or you can have it delivered to Holyoke, and vice versa. You can return the books at all the other libraries, too. So it's great. We It's not possible for us to have all of the materials um, that someone would want, and so it's it's great to be able to, to source that for other libraries, and it's a really nice network. Um, um, it's great. There's also a lot of free museum passes at the library, too. Passes to the Wisteria Hearst Museum, the Merry-Go-Round, the Holyoke Children's Museum, the Springfield Museums as well. So it's nice. It's a nice perk to just institutions that are they're sometimes too expensive for families to be able to afford. And so it's just another free service that the libraries have as well. Yeah, not to mention just architecturally, it's just a really beautiful building to just, if anyone has the chance to just kind of come and walk around in that building as well, too. Uh, we always have we always have games. We have a very large game collection here, too, and so I often see someone playing games, drawing from our kind of art collection as well, too, coloring books, drawing supplies, different craft supplies as well, so it's definitely not just a space that houses books. There's a lot of other activities here as well. What do you think is, from your point of view, some of the most relevant experiences youth are having? Yeah, I think, I think just, yeah, I think just learning how to, like learning how to connect with other people, I think is really, I think that's something that I see that's very important. Um, yeah, especially the really shy youth or youth who feel like they're too socially awkward to hang out with people their own age um, as well. I see that. And then also, yeah, and I think also just being able to, you know, connect with different adults who come into the space, either adult running a program, myself, things like that. Just finding kind of like a trustworthy person to serve as, as a mentor, or just a person to just listen as well. We have a lot of that, a lot of it's just dropping in who are like, I just had a terrible day at home or I just had a really tough day at school. And so just feeling like there's someone there who will be able to listen. And and in turn, I just feel incredibly grateful that youth are like willing to share their stories with me and willing to confide in me as well, too. So, yeah, very much the relationships um, and the community that they're creating, too. And just I just want it to be a space that youth 
I want youth to be able to run the show here and to be able to kind of call the shots of, of how to create a community, realizing that it's a shared community and that everyone is going to have different needs within the space, but also just feeling, I want youth to be able to feel like they have autonomy here. And, and I've absolutely seen that. And I feel like the, I think looking around, there's a lot of art, like youth artwork in the space as well too. And just looking around at that too, youth, at this point, we'll just they'll create different drawings and we'll just like put them up on the windows of of the room as well too. And I just think that that's such a great thing that they feel like they have they have the autonomy and the freedom to just be able to do that and to be able to just create in the room, which has been really fantastic. It's so colorful and beautiful to see how this space is ever changing with the art that is being placed on the windows, also the um, photographies that were part of one class, a little workshop of photography that it kind of became a permanent exhibit of the work that youth learn and then they created and now it's part of the aesthetic of this room. Yeah, and I have a lot of adults, sometimes adults, whether it's a parent or adults, you know, popping in the room to look for a YA novel, I'll, they'll ask about the photography and they'll just, they'll want to know about it and they'll just assume that it was like some sort of like adult professional photographer and like, no, it was youth who took this class who are really talented photographers, but everyone is always just really, really um, awestruck by just, you know, the level of talent and... Yeah, I'm really grateful that we get to showcase that as well. And it's great because youth will, like, oh, I a lot of the photos have, they have different buildings and it was all taken around Holyoke within, I think, a three to four block radius of the library. Kind of with the purpose of sort of just shining a light on, on your community and just finding beauty in the everyday. Um, and youth will see that, like, oh, I know that that's down the road from me. Or, like, I know that person who's in the photo. And so it's a really great way kind of also to sort of connect with the space and connect with their community. When you were mentioning the architectural design of the library, having one, basically one half of it being the old building and then the newest area, completely modern, both parts together, but at the same time clearly separated by its design. The teen room on the newest area, representing the new generation, but is also being somehow guarded by the old structure. So it, it has like a metaphor of what it means to have our kids, our youth, guarded and covered with all possible needs and resources for them to grow. And this room captures that vibe, that feeling. Just by listening to your description and seeing this very room, all of a sudden I realize of that. Maybe without even realizing it's one of the reasons why they feel so comfortable here. That is such a great metaphor. I actually never, I'm embarrassed to say, I never thought of that before. That's a perfect connection. That's so true. No, it really is. And the, the room itself, it's fascinating. It just actually, it used to be the outside of the library. Um, and so has they put just these beautiful, beautiful glass windows that just go all the way up to the ceiling. Um, which is great too and so it just it has like a very it's a it's a small room but it has like a very airy open quality to it um yeah and you can just look out you can look out upon the city with the windows as well too which is really nice to kind of feel that connection 
as well. So yeah, I love that metaphor. <laughs> so there's a lot of options, opportunities for youth and adults as well, because then the rest of the library is available. So basically all the family can be here in their own spaces for their own different specific type of activities in one space, in one beautiful space that is the Holy Public Library. So all this information for the summer program that is basically beginning this Monday, 25th of June and through all the summer is posted on the Holy Polo Library website, but also we are going to be sharing that information as well on the posting of this story on radioplasma.com. Rachel, anything else that you would like to add? No, I just, I hope that people, someone who's listening who might not know about some of the opportunities at the library, I hope you just stop by and, and give a visit. That would be great. It's just, you know, it, it truly is a space for the whole family, and it's one of the few activities where people can just come and you know, it's it's completely free, um, which is just, I feel like those, and it doesn't have an agenda. Like there's no real, there's no like political agenda like that. And so I just feel like those spaces are just increasingly rare in the world. Um, so yeah, so I hope that people will consider stopping by and just realizing that this is this is a space for everyone and we want everyone to feel like this this is your library. I want to thank you, Rachel, not only for welcome this session to happen here in your own space, but also for the work and the effort and all your heart into everything you are doing to have this space being as it is right now. We can hear all the activities happening. This is a full room with teenagers that are here because you are making them feel welcome and that you care for them. And I feel this teen room is a big success because of you. Thank you so much, Johan. I feel really grateful that of the group I get to work with and I'm getting waved to right now <laughs> by one, some of my regulars. But yeah, no, I feel incredibly grateful and privileged that I get the opportunity to work with like such a great, kind, weird, brilliant group. <laughs> because weird is awesome, by the way. So awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much once again for welcome Radio Plasma to be here today. Thank you, Johan. And we will be also seeing each other and all the youth interested on hanging out and spending time doing some recordings at the Plasma Media Lab. So that's another another opportunity that comes as part of the organic way of collaborating between Holy Public Library, the Gandhara Youth Development Center, that is the home for Radio Plasma. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Johan. This is our session at the Teens Room at the Holy Public Library, part of the Radio Plasma Summer Sessions, because it's time to go out. This session has been recorded here in the Holler Public Library in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.